the Damaged Goods Podcast. Yeah, that's the thing I love about this city, dude. I can just have a fucking... I can quote the Big Lebowski and everyone's going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. I just have like a... Uh, you can have Big Lebowski vibes. You can have... Fucking any kind of vibes, man. It's one of the better L.A. movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just watched this other one called Under the Silver Lake. Oh, that's a great one with uh, Andrew Garfield. Dude, yeah. it kind of gave Neo-Noir. me. Yeah. I like that. Fuck yeah. It was fucking, it was weird as fuck, but it kind of gave me of like a sense of what it's really like to live in this fucking city. Well, that's craziness. That that's specifically like Silver Lake neighborhood taking place now. Yeah. It's a very, you know, it's a hip neighborhood, hipster yeah. neighborhood, very cool and they played I, into I, that, but they made it like neo-noir, which I thought was cool. Well, it's, that's also one of the cities. Well, I watched that movie, and I was like, all right. And I was thinking about whenever I'm here, where's the fucking places you're going to see me at the most? 95% of the time, I'm where? Venice yeah. <laughs> or Santa Monica. You'll catch me there. You'll catch me in West Hollywood. You'll catch me in North Hollywood. You'll catch me in Culver City. Every once in a while, maybe for dinner, you'll catch me in K-Town or some shit like that. The food you will great. fucking never catch me in Silver Lake or Watts or East L.A. You've or never done a, a, shit, any... Dude. There's a lot of music venues in Silver Lake and Echo Park. You've never done a, like a on tour with anybody? No. What's, well, what ones are there? Um, there's the Echoplex. There's uh, the... Uh, What's it called? Nah, I'm blanking on not the Terra Grand Ballroom. That's downtown. Nah, there's there's that. a lot of smaller places. I've maybe always like, done like the Brooklyn Bowl and shit like that. Yeah, these are these are smaller almost, venues. So you probably working with artists playing bigger, like spots. the Palladium and shit. Yeah, yeah. Know. These are not that size, okay. but these are good for up and coming. Not even the up Greek and coming. <laughs> like, but still some sizable acts. But mm-hmm. a lot of venues over there. So that's why there's a lot of musicians oh, and yeah. shit. Um, is there what's, what's a good Houston movie, man? Is there any Houston movies? A good Houston movie? Yeah. Oh shit! You put me on the spot right now. That's um, right. I mean, I know there's some Texas movies. Yeah, uh, get in that mic Houston right there. Movie. There you go. Fuck. You know it's funny. I don't know. A I'm, lot gonna, of... I'm blanking out right now, but something will probably come to me later. Thinking about uh, a good Houston movie. Um, you know, the second Bad News Bears. <laughs> it <laughs> it wasn't a Houston movie. I didn't know there was a. But there was. A, they fucking Bears. played. They played the. Uh, yeah, it was. It wasn't Walter Matthau wasn't in it, but. They played uh, their fucking championship game in the Astrodome, and like, <laughs> right when it was like the Astrodome was the eighth wonder of the world, and it just fucking got built and shit like that. So they played. Uh, fuck, man, I don't know why that came to mind. Other than there's probably so many. I'm sure if someone's gonna hear this and go, Kyle, are you fucking kidding me, dude? I mean, <laughs> I know some Texas County, movies, but a lot of them shit, are uh, westerns from back in the day. There's oh, not a yeah. lot of modern Texas movies that pop off in my brain. Oh, Hell or High Water. That was a good one. Yeah, Hell or High Water is a fucking... I got a shirt that says Hell or High Water, but it's not the movie shirt, uh, and it's a band. So motherfuckers will see me wear the shirt. They're like, oh, dude, I love that fucking... I love that movie. And I'm like, it's actually a fucking band, dude. They're cool. from Vista, California. <laughs> Far from Texas. Nowhere near the fucking movie. Yeah, dude. That uh, that Heller High Water voice is a re- reoccurring, <laughs> reappearing guest here on Damage Goods. A friend of mine, a gentleman I met touring in live music. We would be on tours working for bands. And uh, he's <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's um, got a very important role out there. He's a merch guy, which we'll talk about why that's so important for artists on the road. But it's my, my man, my friend, uh, a touring music veteran, Kyle Stokes. He's back here. We're in California. Hey, hey. We're discussing Texas movies, but hey, we're yo. also, uh, Kyle and I met touring and doing all this music shit. 
And uh, it's it's you know it's a job where you it's, it's not time. your main job. I mean, it is your main oh, job. It's been my main job. Yours, for, I've been for, proverbially yeah. though, but like oh, yeah. it allows like for me, I could tour, make this money working with artists, travel the world, still could do mm. podcasts, write books, do all these other things. But a lot of the people we worked for, these artists of any genre, COVID hit, no live music, no touring. Oh, yeah. We, you and I both and everyone we probably know uh, had gigs and shows and tours lined up. I was supposed to be all over the country, go to Europe. No live music. And that sucks for a lot. The artists that we work for, majority of artists, they make their money where? Live shows, getting paid. And then merch. But where does merch get sold mostly? Live shows. So now, obviously, us crew were out of work, but the the artists were out of work, and they were really fucked up because they ain't making money off Spotify streams. No, selling the no. albums like how? I mean, if they even are, the labels well, taking that. They that were sales. doing those a lot of those fucking you know, like you said, they were doing those live streams where they were sell those tickets. Yeah. But how many fucking people are like, oh yeah, and they spend fifty dollars on a virtual reality. Let's just also be and, honest. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and not on. only is it not the same for the fans. I, I talked to a lot of these artists, big and medium and small, yeah. doing it. None of them like doing it. Mm, they no, did it because it's no. like we got to just stay and you in really your ear. Think they're getting paid doing that either. Oh, no, dude, and they fuck hated no. it. There's a detachment when you're just. It's like a music video shoot. You're you're playing to the camera. Oh yeah. But the whole purpose of live music and is to be there live. Emotions, man. Yeah, you got to feel you're not drawn off shit. You got to feel the energy of the crowd, and as a fan in the crowd, you're feeling the energy of that. Like if I was to watch one of those live streams, I would have been bored as fuck as oh, a yeah. fan. And if and, I was an artist doing that, I'd have to be like on drugs just to get energy from oh, someone. Oh, dude, they, I, just, I knew some <laughs> when they so were doing it. Up before I would do the live stream just so dude, I could just yeah. draw energy. No, from, they were very from uh, uninspired to do it from the people I talked to, and they did it because either their management or labels said you got to, or they knew it was a good way to stay semi relevant or yeah. in the name out there. But they just fucking hated it, and I don't blame them. It's soul sucking. And as a fan, I wouldn't pay for that shit. No, I, I, I don't. Either. I'm not. You go to live music. To be live, to be there, to feel yeah. the vibe—not just the the band right in your face of the artist, but the energy of the crowd too, and the whole experience—and it sucks because it really fucked that whole industry up. But you see, the special thing about Kyle is he's yeah. been Uh-oh. working in live music recently, and and now yes, yeah. I, I, when they hear this podcast, tours are starting to come back out. I yeah. got offered some tours. Well, this is a good time to talk about it. But like, you were doing this before the tours were coming back. I was doing it when no one knew, but like I was considered, and I was called when. And this is this is completely true. I was the busiest merch guy in all of 2020 that no one knows about. You know, whenever things shut down everywhere else. They shut down everywhere, pretty much, but Texas. And fortunately, I uh, let's see. I was on my last tour. I was in. Uh, I was doing this Korean pop artist for his name's Eric Nam, and I was continuing finishing the tour here in L.A. And we had two nights here in L.A. at the fucking the Regent, and they were both sold out. And it was right when the pandemic hit. We did our last show. At the uh, the Warfield in San Francisco, oh, that's a rough and it was oh fuck, dude! I saw a dude with his fucking pants down shooting oh. heroin. By I my saw merch a dude truck. throw human shit at another oh, dude right outside. There of was there. a crack fight right by where my truck is, so I had to like get out and like disperse and go, dudes. Can y'all just fucking fight over there? I'm trying to like park my shit and get my merch done, and then I park my truck, and then there's a dude. Just, oh, I mean, he's just. It's yeah. in the Tenderloin, so it's in that fucked up yeah, district. It's, it's a wild area. I got a picture of this dude right in front of my merch truck. He has his pants down. He's butt-ass naked, and he's finding a vein, like, 
in his fucking crotch or some shit to go shoot his heroin. And I'm like, ugh, God damn it. I, yeah. What do I? So I told the security guy, and he's like, all right. And he just walks over, just like it's, <laughs> hey, man, you got to, can you do that somewhere else? And I'm like, dude, can you get this guy out of here? Like, he's literally in my fucking way, and he's butt-ass naked in front of <laughs> God and everyone, shooting up heroin. So that was pretty interesting. But <laughs> so that was when COVID had first hit. I remember I just left Seattle, and I was going down to do that show in San Francisco, and pulling into San Francisco to pay my toll at the bridge, they were already wearing masks. Yeah. So I was like, all right, this is serious. I, I don't know if I should wear my mask tonight at the show. Well... Go to the war field. Everyone's wearing masks in there already. This was, I think San Francisco was the first place where there was an actual confirmed case. And I was there right when it happened. It's interesting, though, that they like, they felt the need to wear masks and shit, but they allowed the concert to go down. I guess it was in the beginning when no one Oh, dude, shit, but it though. wasn't nobody a mandatory thing. Yeah, no, no. It was nah, just it, like. People doing it out of their own caution. Uh, yeah, well, like, we were wearing gloves that night. Mm. Like, I remember when getting to the venue, it was like a panic kind of. Like, because the COVID thing had just happened. So it's like, all right, I wonder what's going This is like mid-March of 2020? This is like March 14th, because then we had March 16th and 17th. Or no, March 17th and 18th in L.A. So this was March 15th. And then I had two days to get to L.A. And and, um, so whenever I got to the venue, there was like already some people wearing masks and people throughout the city wearing masks. Mm. And I was like, all right, this is definitely... Because I was in Seattle a couple of days prior just for a few days off. And then we had two nights in Seattle. Well, one of our shows, half the people didn't even show up because uh, Seattle already had a confirmed case. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And I had two days off prior to that. And they had their. I was getting in my Uber, headed to the hotel, getting ready to go out to a bar and just get plastered from driving from fucking Minneapolis to Seattle <laughs> yeah, for like three It's along days. the bus ride, man. Uh, well. No, I was driving. I was driving the merch oh, truck. you were driving the merch yeah, truck. Yeah, because oh, we shit. didn't have. We were doing yeah. so much merch that yeah, we yeah. couldn't fucking. I had to drive drive and sell man but it's which is cool because i get hotel rooms every night yeah, and shit and a, i get to be away gig. from everyone I'm, I'm basically my own in, entity which is nice but i get into seattle and i park my truck and i get in the uber and the uber's like well we just got our first confirmed case for COVID here so i was like perfect good night for me to go out in the town no one's gonna be here yeah i'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding I mean, dude, I... But seriously, it was the, fucking awesome. No one was out, and I got to go to my favorite spots. I mean, yeah, COVID sucks, but, dude, it was pretty awesome, like... Yeah. Kind of having a night in Seattle to myself. Seattle's you a know. fun place, man. So, how did you start working again in live music in Texas recently? Like, with, with who, and how was it able to fly, and where well, were you only in the state of Texas? Were you traveling around? So, COVID hit. I was in... Like, I'll just continue. <laughs> we got... We left... Uh, san francisco and i get to la and um it was a day before the concert and i get a call from our company and they're like hey kyle shows are canceled they're gonna get remade probably in a couple of months so uh just let you know tours over and i uh i was gonna finish those two shows and then i had seven days in mexico with some 41 because they were out doing a big festival run and and so i was slotted to do that it's a nice run. And so whenever COVID hit and I got those two K-pop shows canceled, they still weren't canceling uh, some 41 in Mexico. So I was like here in L.A. going, well, I guess I need to stay in L.A. because I don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, those ended up canceling and I flew home. COVID hit and what turned into two weeks turned into three months. And I think it was mid-June. I was sitting at home wondering what was what I was going to do. Mid-June was- of 
2020. 2020. So it was March and it was mid June 2020. Yeah, mid June of 2021 hasn't happened. I was yeah, going, yeah, yeah. My yeah. timeline is fucked. No, it's all fucked. No one. My knows. mind yeah. is fucked. Listeners, you guys know. I don't even know what day it is. Yeah. yeah. What uh, What time is it? Who knows? <laughs> but uh, fucking. I'm. Yeah. I'm just sitting at home thinking about man do i need to get another job or mm. part-time job you know money is i've still got money saved up but i can't just do this forever and especially a guy like me and I you can't burn through your savings too no you shouldn't do oh that. i was i mean i was that. you know it's, it costs a lot to live the way i like to live <laughs> you know and uh he has a refined palate for many of the things life can offer mm, 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 mm. but uh <laughs> i um yeah i was sitting at home and the company I worked for prior on that K-pop tour, I get a call from the boss, and I'm like, that's pretty weird getting a call here in June. And he's like, hey, Kyle, you got a minute to talk? And I was like, fuck yeah. Well, hey, we have this artist in Texas that we do his merch for, and he needs a merch guy, and he's doing shows right now. We have a show coming up. He's got some shows booked in July, and they're all outdoor shows. Uh, COVID restrictions apply, but... Who's the artist, If you can you say? Yeah, his name is Aaron Watson. I'm sure he's happy what, for me. What, uh, yeah. what kind of... He's music. a country music, Texas country music artist, but he's the first independent artist ever to have a number one on billboards. Independent first, country artist? Yeah, independent country artist. And his album actually went number one. It was a number one album so on Billboard. Some, if you're indie, you're making he, some good money if you go in number one. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'd like to oh, yeah, he won a Grammy. I mean, he's uh, he's in the Cowboy Hall of Fame. His what the fuck is the, is the Cowboy Hall of Fame? He is actually... His outfit is retired in that Cowboy what Hall of Fame. What is he, the Cowboy Hall of Fame? I've never is, heard of such a thing. It's like... Dude, I guess all it, the best fucking cowboys, like, bull riders cowboys, and not shit. country music. Yeah. It's like legit cowboys. Well, he wrote a song about um, a famous bull rider that they did movies about. Uh, I think the movie's called Eight, Eight Seconds. Seconds. Yeah. Lane Frost, dude from fucking nine hundred two. Yeah, you know it. what's up, dude. I never even seen the movie. I just know. So I know he wrote I a song that. called July and Cheyenne, <laughs> and that song became so fucking big that Lane Frost's mother that they wrote Eight Seconds about Lane Frost. Lane Frost's mother like got in contact with Aaron and was like, you yeah. know, this is, yeah. and so that song got him pretty fucking popular. And he's, he was ready to play during COVID. He's like, look, we've had three months off, four yeah. months off, but look, they're willing to let us play. <laughs> and if you guys want to come with me, let's work. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to fucking take this opportunity and go work. So I spent June all the way through now. I've been working three shows a week, man. So no one knows about it. Until only, now, <laughs> only and I know Texas is a huge state, and it was all Texas. Texas. It was only in Texas. So he's big we enough. Did, we did a little run in Wyoming, and we did great out there. But in Wyoming, you know what? Do you, there's all, but they're all outside places. We were all yeah. playing places outdoors. You but know? Texas, he had enough of a of a fan base. Oh yeah, of a, massive of a draw fan base. Where and Texas within is, just a state, it's his own. It's his fucking own entity. So I'm know? I'm assuming obviously he did this, the the Houston's, the Dallas's, the oh, Austin's, shit, yeah. the El Paso's, Fuck the Santa yeah. Fe's. Fuck yeah. Where else you you can't do three shows a week in just those cities unless you're small small venues. There's other pl- Wait, yeah. What other towns? You go to South going? Texas. You know, like Corpus Christi's got yeah, a pretty yeah. big following. Yeah. West Texas places like like Midland Texas, Odessa oh, yeah. Texas, Odessa, Amarillo Texas, Amarillo, where the artist yeah. is from. Okay. And there's so many suburbs in Houston to where you can just go 60 miles north of Houston and you'll be in fucking Conroe, Texas. And then you can do a big show out there at a festival that's a COVID-restricted festival, but they're still 
5,000 people on like a 10,000 acre ranch. You know what I'm saying? Like, so do you think that this, what's his name again? I'm sorry. Aaron Watson. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm like country no, deficient. No, no. I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I'm not a country uh, fan, but he's giving me work and he's a badass yeah. artist to work for and he's paying me. So. so do you think that this dude, Aaron Watson, was at this almost like a perfect level of fame where, okay, imagine if you were a really big artist, right? He is a big artist. No, though, no, but man. I mean yeah. like, like, like a like stadium, stadium artist, artist, right? Yeah, if yeah. you do a stadium show in Houston, you're not just drawing the people from the city. You're drawing people coming from two, three, four hours out. I mean, how many no shows have you and I worked together at stadiums where people are driving six hours oh, from away? 12 hours, dude. So if you were to do that show in the city, then go to the suburbs. The people are going to be like, well, I already spent the money on that show. I'm not going to go. Yeah. And if you were too small, you're not going to be making a ton of money playing very big shows. You could bounce around town to city to town, but they're not going to be big enough. So he was at this kind of unique, perfect spot where mm-hmm. in the cities, he probably played bigger venues. I imagine, I, and then dude, suburby towns, like a suburb, smaller one, but still enough to make money, and he could bounce around the During COVID, the suburby towns are the ones we were playing big, like, outdoor shows to where there's, like, people coming from the city, and there's, like, 2,500 oh, people out there. because they wouldn't let them go down in the city? Or? Yeah, well, the city, we would have, like, outdoor shows in, like, a parking lot outside of the venue, and you can still yeah. have to be COVID-restricted at, like, tables and shit. But out in the country on someone's farm oh, to where yeah. they could get, like, yeah. it's like, hey, and It's private property or something. And, yeah, right? and, and, and the, whoever the promoter is like, fuck it, we'll just bring a stage out here, and we'll play, yeah. and we'll bring the city out here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Texas is big, uh, landmass-wise. It's got a big population, so... So he did this for how many months were you on tour or, or working I've for him doing, uh, as I've been for a year. Salary for a, it will be a year in June. Just with him. Just with him. Just in Texas and Wyoming. Just in Texas and Wyoming and like some, some Oklahoma dates and whatnot. And people will and still Arkansas come out. Dates. Did you repeat venues and cities? No. We haven't repeated. We actually, we've what? repeated like two or three places. That's pretty amazing, We've repeated like two or three places, that man. Any artist, and we were still packed out. That any places. artist could do... A year straight in their own state, even if it's a big state, without repeating cities and venues. Yeah. And I mean, we'd repeat cities, but it'd be at a different place, though. Yeah, yeah. But even know? so, man, it's like like if I saw my favorite artist in L.A., I'm not going to go necessarily see them the next totally, month. Totally, Especially if I spend a lot of money or whatever. Next yeah. month too. But that's impressive, man. That means that as, as an artist, it speaks to his ability to draw fans, but he's he's... It seems like he's in this perfect spot where he wasn't too big, where one big stadium show, no one's going to come back. And it wasn't so small that no the little, the small, small bar clubs weren't going to make enough money. He's Fuck like no. in this perfect indie niche. And I bet if he wasn't independent, he might have been too He'll big ne- he, where he wouldn't have thrived in that time. Totally. And and it's 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 given him more of a leeway to do what he yeah, wants. Because you, know, you don't have the big boy saying X, Y, and Z. Yeah, you can't saying, do no, this. No, you can't do this. Well, guess what? I can now because so, he'll, he'll never sign a record deal. When, mean, um, he's great to work for, dude. He's serious. He gives he gives his you know he gives me as as much work as possible throughout this whole time. He pays me well. He treats me right. I mean, how could I not want to work for an artist like this course, too, dude. man? The guy's a fucking. He does what he says. You must have been one of the very. I mean, you're the only person I know now that was. I was the busiest live music. The period, I was. I was period. the busiest. If if we're talking, time. I was the busiest. There was nobody in 2020 when it comes to, uh, to Merch because that's what I'm, we're talking yeah. about. I mean, if, if we're talking about the rest of the band, yeah, like tour manager and whatnot. But like, I was the only Merch guy in 2020 working actively. Yeah. You know, eight shows a week and shit like and that, for, or eight shows a month. Sorry for listeners. Like the the significance of the Merch guy for for live music and touring is very important because the cost of putting the show on. The lighting, the fireworks, the fucking videos, the sound, all our crew, like whatever we do, that's costing the artists or the band money. A lot of money, in fact. 
So the, the money they're getting paid for playing the actual show is really just paying off the expenses. Their profit almost always is coming from merch. Not only, but very Your big. Your biggest profit comes from so merch. So you, Kyle basically puts them back in the red or is it the black? I don't know. I'm not a financial advisor. You either put them in the red or the black, the good one, where it's everyone's always, better. It's always in the black. <laughs> so black is good, red is bad. Yeah. Okay, so. Or vice versa, do, whichever. Do what Kyle does <laughs> is, is bringing the artists the, the true profits that make all the other shit worth it. So, like, yes, you got to pay for all the sick fucking shit to make the show look good, the crew to run tight, the, the, everything to go smooth, the buses and all that. A lot of the profit is coming from merchandise. And uh, it's, a, it's a very important job. I mean, and I, every, yeah. every tour I've ever done, every artist I've ever worked with, the merch guys are very well respected by the band and the bosses of the band, which is really the band's artists. I always feel like bosses. we're the underlying like, like but rock stars. The, everyone knows it, too. Everyone on the crew, that whether you're a guitar tech, a fucking drum tech, a lighting guy, or whatever, you know that the merch dude is important because... And the band or the artists love them, and and the managers, the tour managers, everyone loves them because you're bringing in the fucking profits. Yeah, you know? dealing with the fuckers too. Yeah. And, oh, and you got to deal with the knuckleheads. I always get insane. asked the question, "What's the thing you hate about most about merch?" Knuckleheads, dude. Uh, the people that buy the merch. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like so. Speaking about your country thing, like. I met Kyle working on the metal tours, and, and you just yeah, said you did, work on we did Slayer, K- dude. K-pop tours, and I know you, yeah, you yeah. Rock, you've did done all these George genres, right? Too, yeah. I've worked different genres, Mad too. genres. I've never worked country, and I don't want to. And the reason I wouldn't want to, I was told this, and you can tell me if this is wrong or right. Yeah. I was told by people, out of all the genres, the worst crowd. Country crowd, <laughs> I, which I, I thought was crazy. I didn't believe it. I agree, dude. But they told me. No, why, I agree. Why is that? So I, if I it comes, that would be the I, case. I'm talking from a merch perspective. Yeah, from a merch perspective, they're always the most indecisive, like the most indecisive crowds. But they also are the most hammered crowds as That's well. That's what everyone told they me. They get so fucked That's up. That's what man. they told me. And it becomes a chore. Yeah. Becomes a chore. I've heard they get very aggressive. Oh, dude, messy. It's unreal, man. Like. I've had some times to where I've had like a, a like take for instance I had a, a show a couple of weeks ago and fuck this was this past week in Amarillo and it was an outside show at this big ag event center and you know they're selling beer and booze and sh- it's by noon and we get the show started at like nine o'clock and there was a couple that was already hammered and they're like having an argument at my merchandise table over what shirt and then they were like getting on a personal level with each other I'm like hey can you guys I've got a fucking line of people. Now, you guys are, like, having, you know, marital affairs right here at the fucking merch table. Like, getting ready to fucking throw their beers at each other and shit, man. That's, that's the, the, and that's, the and that's like a fucking... That's a common thing, dude. At the country and, shows, and they're they like, wasted. And, dude, not only how wasted they get, they get belligerently wasted to where... Yeah. Well, they start it's, acting up and talking shit. Oh that, man, they'll want to fight. Told, they'll want to fight you and shit at the merch table, dude. And every genre. I'm has, serious, you know, man. Every you genre has ask its, any its country guys though, but that's the big one. I've dude, heard. Ask any country like merch vendor, or whatever. They've had a time with a customer to where they have some big battle country boy that's like ready to fucking fight or some shit like that, man. No, I've heard from different people like, you know. EDM. I did, I did a few EDM. Oh, I tours. did too. I did. I did the, the Zed. I did Zed. The crowd. It's funny. It's like I know a lot of the dudes that work with Zed. Yeah, I was with Zed that. for three weeks, man. But uh, the crowd is a lot of I, younger people, a lot of Molly and Ecstasy. So there's a lot of people rolling, which is harmless. they don't they're buy not, merch though. They you, don't buy merch. But you have a lot of people getting taken out on stretchers and passing yeah. out. 
and like a, a lot well, of people they end up, needing water and just they end up leaning collapsing. When I was on Zed, they would fucking I would they they don't so we it's funny like we'd have seven thousand people at our show. But maybe, you know, I'm busy 20 minutes selling merch. Like, they just don't, they're not there to buy merchandise. They're not. They're, not. You know? they're there to have a good time. Yeah, they're there to out, have a good time. I mean, it's cool. I can up. say, yeah, I'm doing merch for this guy. Oh, he's so big. Yeah, but dude, I'm not doing shit because yeah, there's nobody. The profits come from the shows, they don't come from the merch on yeah, these shows. Those guys are making, and their overhead for EDM shows oh, it's unreal. is far less than, than a rock show. We had or a some six shit, semi, or like, show our, our production was six semi trucks just well, for, for that well, fucking for artist, dude. Yeah, and he had. Oh, so it was a big one. Oh, he had this big Motley, not a Motley crew. I'm just referring to Motley crew because remember when Tommy Lee had that drum set that would fucking shoot up on the goddamn, uh, what are those called? The risers? Uh, yeah, the risers. And then it would, it would, dude, it would fucking spin. You remember? And he no, like, but I, I'll take oh. the word for it. So he had this riser that would shoot up like 20, 30 feet in the air. And then it would extend all the way out, like halfway out to the crowd. And then it would start spinning. And Tommy Lee would all be strapped in, and he would just be fucking playing the drums and just rocking out like, and but that's what kind of they had on that on that uh, yeah. that Zed tour. He had this big shit that he yeah. would spin his his fucking disc and that would spin. Yeah, and I was like, man, that's some, <laughs> that's a lot of production right oh, no. there, the dude. Like, they definitely a lot. Of Holy shit! Lighting walls and, and and visual shit. Oh yeah, but but you don't have as many crew sometimes because you don't have techs. We had so stuff. much crew, like we oh, had like a hundred so man crew, totally dude. Diffusing my points. <laughs> I, I not no. in a, on a purpose. No, it's not all, on I mean, purpose. my experience doing EDM gigs, like there was visual production, but there wasn't like. Dude. I mean, you didn't have as many instrument techs. You didn't have as yeah. the, the load in and load out was it was strictly like lighting wall shit. But it was people that could handle that. You didn't have different things. You didn't have like a back line to deal with. And you didn't have the sound checks were basically n- <laughs> null and void. He has a pyro and, too, and so he had barely, a whole pyro yeah. team and yeah. shit. And I mean, but I don't know. I guess it's different. Uh, but the genres and shit to work for is such a strange dynamic. Because, you know, like, okay, like, I work indie rock, it's whatever. It's not that hard. Hip-hop for me, yeah. not that hard. Indie metal, rock's the easiest. Metal, dude. when I was doing all these metal ones, I was like, dealing with a lot of crazy meth head and wild dudes. <laughs> like, these yeah. guys are the wildest. Who's going to be wilder? And people are like, no, country. Country dudes, the man, they And are. I was like, well, I don't even want to do that. You'd have to cut me a fat-ass check because I don't really uh, like, I did a lot of these EDM But they're also and some and of the like nicest, the too, though. as well. They? The I mean, artists, you you have, like, I mean, like, even the fans. Like, you oh. have... You have your people that come to the show that love the arts and they've been listening to the arts for 20 years. And, but it's like that with any genre, though. But you have some, they come and they bring their kids and they have yeah. like the well, greatest you see that. Time I see that everywhere, shit. though, yeah. now, too. Like, but what, bring some I headphones guess, for your kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Like, they, it goes like that with any fucking genre. It's like, it's. it's yeah, I always it's wanted to do a, a reggae tour because I love reggae music, but I've had friends do it. And, and like, I'm sure there's dicks they, they, at the They say it's the scene. easiest gig ever, I though. I bet it is. And especially, I've had merch dudes do reggae, and like, it's easy, but everyone's just like, no one's trying no to jump one's on stage. Merch to reggae shows, I don't know. My think? boy said he did pretty good. Because really? dudes are high and they make impulsive decisions, but yeah. no one's trying to rush the stage. No one's trying to break in and sneak in crazy drugs, no. sneaking in weed. No one's fucking. Like doing gun threats there, like which they have oh, other yeah, shows. Yeah. There's no like the bomb sniffing dogs are not. No one's shooting up the regular yeah, shows, right? No, you know. And uh, I've always wanted to do one. No uh, one's trying yeah. to fucking cause a hoopla. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's easy. It's mellow, dude. Like, you know, I didn't. I mean, I remember like, dude, the one of the last, maybe the second to last Slayer tour I did. Uh, not mellow. <laughs> no. Well, well I, this is this is a thing. Like, and I'm not going to say people's names oh, because. Yeah. So we were on tour, and one of the support bands, one of their crew members, 
a lot of, a lot of the the Slayer crew was one. from from Denver, Colorado, oh, yeah, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. But Fuck some yeah. of some of the uh, other support bands, and I won't say their names, even though they're very famous. Some of their crew was also from Denver, so there there's like a crew, there's a clique, and they're all cool, whatever. And we're on tour, and we're going through you know the Midwest, making our way back out to the West Coast, the Pacific Northwest, and there was some girl um, going on social media. Going to the meet and greets, not for Slayer, but for the, these other bands whose names will remain anonymous. Yee. And coming to the shows, but like getting in the meet and greets, but then going on social media and, and saying crazy shit. Like, oh, shit, I'm yeah. going to come and shoot up the fucking concert. Oh, and we're talking, oh you know, 15,000 person shows, 10,000 person shows, Fuck. big venues. And, and that's a big deal after there's been a lot of concerts where that's yeah, happened, no where, where people have gotten mowed down and murdered. And she's going online. And so finally, our tour catches wind of it because she's come to a few of these in the middle of the country. And we're like, what the fuck? And I forget what state we were in. And so Florida. So we're, no, no, we were, we were in like the Midwest going to the Pacific Northwest. And so basically good. me and the, the head security of, of Slayer, like we work in conjunction. That's our job. We get a photo of who this girl is from online, so we're passing it out to the local venue security, and you know, make and, and all the staff. This person's not allowed if you see her because she's been getting into shows. Contact the authorities, and, 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 and we, you know, we had extra authorities, extra bomb, yeah. like whatever, like gun searches, extra hard at the door, um, and you know, nothing happens at that one, whatever. Come to find out. She was the ex-girlfriend of one of the crew members of one of the other bands. Not not Slayer, but one of the other support yeah, bands. Yeah, right, right. And the whole thing was she was heartbroken and fucked up in the head from this dude. No shit. And she was really coming to fuck with him, but th- making all these threats. Yeah, well, that's, and some, it was that's wild some serious threats, man. Yeah, oh, and it, this, so this happened at two other shows leading up to this Denver show, right? And it's a big deal. So eventually the tour goes to him, the crew dude, and they like him. He's not a he's great worker. Yeah. He's killing They're like, yo... This is not a thing about your 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 fucking performance is fine. This is a, a safety issue. You're on this tour, and she's made it clear that she's coming to cause some problems, making really big <coughs> threats, but it's based on your presence. So out of safety for all of us, we've got to kick you off the tour. And he, he oh, was bummed, God. but he, he understood it wasn't a problem. Fuck, yeah. And it was these are guys who were you know, friends with him from Colorado, and they, they didn't want to do it either, but it was a, it was a safety issue. Yeah. So they don't. And so then we're in Denver. We're at Fiddler's Green, which oh, yeah. is a big outdoor yeah. venue in, oh, yeah. uh, outside of Denver. So this is the one where we're very worried about because this girl is from Denver. She also works at Fiddler's Green. Do they? Well, we found out. She, we know that she's a local at this venue. That uh, the the she, tour. Like she, she's an employee from that place. Yes. That, that venue. So y'all she, let the venue know. No, yes, yes. Okay. So the venue knows. I don't know if they fired her. Or not. I don't think so. But she was prohibited from work. Obviously, whatever. And again, pictures and notes were passed to every staff member, every security guard, every ticket taker, merch, uh, beer stand, whatever. The whole Good. nine, right? And the dude's not on the tour no more, and she's making, th- and she's made it to like two or three shows, making these threats, sneaking through. We've been passing these papers out, telling no, making it in. We don't Still know how. Making it in. I mean, so she, then she, anyway, she's wearing wigs and shit. Dude. I don't know. So we go to Fiddler's Green. It's a big, and so that day, dude, they did like triple bomb dog sweeps, mad, mad security, extra yeah. fucking uh, like authorities, not venue. Like we're talking Denver. Police, they lit it up. The whole shit, and it's a big outdoor show, and it's a big deal because a lot of the crew, especially from Slayers from Denver, so there's a lot of family and friends. But it's a big worry, right? And Homeboy's not on the tour, and he was. He's like, you, you can't even come to your hometown show, dude, just for safety. And we're all worried about it. Nothing pops off. Later on Instagram, 
This bitch made it through the fucking shit. But oh I'm not surprised because she probably had friends who work for the venue who maybe they weren't aware. They're like, oh, of course you're going to get let in. You're all good. You don't got to pay. Come Just on, like, Pamela. Walk right through the yeah, Walk right through the back. And it was crazy. And she didn't do shit. But those are the threats that pop up at certain shows. And uh, it's all live music is susceptible to something crazy happening. But I feel like reggae would be the chillest. And that's why I would have, <laughs> to circle back, I would have loved to do a reggae tour, dude. Just chill, smoke some wig. go around just, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I had to tie it in. Back to reggae. Yeah. <laughs> tie it all together. Yeah. But reggae is the chill. chillest. And like, I would agree. Yeah, no, I think, I or maybe jazz. I don't know, dude. Yeah, like no one's coming up. Do you know what? I'm going to fucking go. Put a bullet Shoot in that up fucking this sax fucking jazz shit. head, dude. You know, this whole brass in quintet. Fuck these over. guys. <laughs> but it's crazy. You know, it's like funny, man. Growing up, in, in, especially in Boston, and going to so many hip hop shows and performing at so many and whatever, I I've witnessed and participated in and, and, and seen a lot of violence at shows, right? Oh, and it was yeah. just because of like of like personal beef. It's not random shit. No, like, yeah. Like, I feel like most rap shows, it's, it's like, you know, it, yeah, the, and, one, the one side and the other side are there. Yeah. It's like, oh, and this fuck. And these aren't the big, big, big shows no. of like a famous out of town. I'm talking about like local shit, right? And sometimes it's, it's shit where you have to get involved or sometimes it's just whatever. Uh, suck for a while, but dude. but then I mean for me it was like, fuck, I but it was my I, I was with my boys on both sides, I dude. was cool <laughs> no nah, my, my I only homies on one side so all it was right, on but, all right, all right. but then you know over the last I don't know maybe five six years a lot of some pop shows but there was a few metal shows where the, there was a lot of big violence that happened you know there's oh, the they, Eagles of Death metal one was a very infamous yeah, one and we both have friends who were at that show oh shit yeah, I mean, man. there was the there was that one pop artist whose name is blanking out where they like mowed they drove like a, a, a big truck in and rode over some people well, in Europe Dimebag Daryl man well I mean there's that too he but that's back in, in the day yeah but still but I'm talking about like mass uh, gatherings like large shows where people are coming in and, and, and doing damage killing more than one person like 50 people yeah. or, 40, or I think it was Ariana Grande in Germany had a big show and some dudes drove a, like a truck into the no outside shit. and they mowed down a few people like that sure and so I that's when that. like when remember. we were both working on these tours that's when security I noticed really oh, heightened because yeah. it wasn't just like the fans were at stake like dude we knew dudes on crews that were ducking machine gun bullets yeah bro you know 100% and, like, and especially like, now it's got to tighten up. Metal one, yeah. man. That was a big one like I, I didn't I don't know those dudes but I had friends on that tour well uh, fucking our homie, you know, yeah, 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 was, yeah. He, yeah, yeah Slayer exactly. was on that tour. Yeah. We had a few yeah. other dudes. Another merch guy yeah. that you know was well, on that Well, their, their original merch guy, their guy from England, died on that tour. He died that day. He was trying to, yeah, like, he got, save some Oh, he people. got shot he in there. To, he was trying to... He was trying to hide people behind the merch stand and he got shot. And that's the thing is usually, like, crew <coughs> at these live shows, most of us are backstage or except for the front of house lighting and sound guy is out in the middle. But the merch guy, you're out there in the, in the, in the mix with everybody. Dude, do you fucking remember on Slayer whenever we were at the hotel and we had that active shooter in the hotel in room? In Portland. Yeah. No, no that was in that fucking... It wasn't Portland. It there, was, I've been uh, in a few where there's active shooters. There was one in, in, in West Virginia it was and there the was one, one in Portland. It was the one in, in Oregon, but it Bend, wasn't... Bend, Oregon, it was, maybe? No, it was right by uh, the University of Oregon. Uh, That's not Bend? No, it's called... A cool town, the cool little yeah, hippie yeah. town. Yeah, we um, had good seafood and shit. Um, I remember that. Yeah. But so, yeah, you and I went and got out and had seafood. I, I'm blanking on it. Yeah, there I was get an like shooter. a knock on my door and by the cops, and I'm like, "What's going? on? There's an active shooter on your floor, sir." No, the, the, like, holy fuck, dude! The hotel Kyle's talking about it was a, a hotel outdoors where every buildings were separated. It wasn't one main building. There was a main building with a lobby and some rooms, and then you might have to walk to a, a separate building for your rooms. It was separate, Eugene, right? Oregon, Eugene, but it was separate buildings, right? Yeah. So my building. 
no, no, no problem, right? I, I wake up in the morning. I'm going to the bus with my bags. I see my product, our production manager is laying out on his luggage in front of the tour bus early. And I'm like, hey, blank, what the fuck? Why are you out here so early? Oh, He's like, yeah. you don't hear shit. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, <laughs> he points over there. There's like There's 50 fucking state troopers, cops, caution yeah. tapes. I was like, what? He's like, yo, there was an active shooter in his, in his, it was two doors down from him. Oh, it was like five doors down for me, dude. And I guess the dude was, had threatened to kill his wife or yep. gotten a beef with his wife, he left. Did. Went, took a machine gun and some other guns to the hotel, was either threatening to hurt himself or others. Locked himself in but the But if you were in one of those separate buildings like me, no idea. Yeah. Whereas if you and in the production manager, you're in the building, now your sleep's disrupted, you're going to go out to the bus with a shitty night. Oh, yeah, dude. And I had no clue. But it if it was sucks. one hotel, you probably would have all been evacuated. And I didn't have a, a spot on the bus because... Oh, yeah, because you're in the merch I, truck. I had my merch truck, so I was like, well, this fucking sucks. So I had to go and fucking sleep in the merch truck and like put a bunch of boxes down and put some bootleg t-shirts on the fucking boxes. And I'm like, man, what a fucking night this is. Dude. That's, <laughs> I mean, just woken up from a good night of sleep. Sir, there's an active shoot on your floor. We need you to go sleep in your box truck. And then, <laughs> holy fuck, man. So hopefully like on these uh, country shows unreal. you've been doing in Texas, it's a little chiller. No, no. Oh, uh, everyone's no got guns shooters. there, dude. Yeah. No one's going to be. But you can't bring shooter. a gun into a venue. <laughs> Texas I mean, is a different story, dude. Maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, yeah. uh, the Texas is a way different story. Most, a lot of your crowds are like fucking police officers that are off duty. And yeah, shit. true. I mean, dude, it's one but off duty cops aren't even allowed to carry a gun into a closed ven- private dude, venue. It's different in like. <clears throat> I mean, unless you, if you know the guy, they don't just care. Just a little bit different in Texas, man. That's true. That's all I gotta say. That's true. I'm not, it's not like I'm like yeah about it, but I'm definitely. <laughs> Uh, safer with a guy that has a gun that's not crazy. Then. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> it's like that in Georgia, too. When I go visit my Shit. friends in Atlanta, like, eh, everyone has a gun, so it's a little chiller. I would much and, rather, yeah, you know, yeah. some good guy have a gun than a bad guy with yeah, a gun. Yeah, or be know? with your friend that has Or a one. few good guys with a gun. No, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Uh, you know? If, yo, if you had to be from one other state, because I know people from Texas have a lot of pride, if you had to be from one other state in the United States other than Texas... Other than Texas. You have no choice. Texas doesn't exist. Fuck. You're about to be born. You're in your mom's fucking womb, coming out the vagina the next day. 49 states. Texas doesn't exist. Where are you going? Where do you I go- get, do I get like an era? No, right. No, I mean, like the, right same now, era you were born. No, same era you were born. Same era I was born. Yes. Yeah, so you have to pick a state in, in that time frame, which is probably the 90s of some kind, if I was to guess. Fuck. Probably Washington. Washington State, that's yeah. you see? Washington State. KG, interesting. Man. Surprising, yeah. I like that. Probably Washington State. Interesting. Maybe the vibe when I was going up was like my favorite vibe, probably. But you would have been a fucking a baby, dude. You wouldn't have been 20 during that grunge era is what you're thinking, right? No, but I still would like, I still remember my 90s in Houston, you know, as a kid. Like, I was born in 90 and so, or 91. <laughs> and so I remember 97 and 98, 99 and shit. But yeah. still 2000 and like, it's still been cool to live in there at th- that same time. When shit was just, True. you know, nice and green and yeah, and yeah. not, uh, you know, what it is, <laughs> yeah. what it is not is, uh, uh, you know, what's a good word I could use for it? What, like a, not as progressive, I guess, yeah. as it is now and shit. I mean, I like some parts about it. It's the rain that's like the big deterrent for me. Like any place, that's the same reason I moved from the East Coast. If it's if well, it's gray and cloudy just, for too long, I just I'm like kill that myself. city because everywhere you're at, there's a view in that. Of, it's, and there, it's no matter cool. where you're at in that city, there's a view. You could be in your homeless tent under a bridge, and you're looking at a fucking beautiful mountain. <laughs> if I was, I would have picked Fuck. New Orleans, 
or Louisiana. Fuck, I didn't even think and I want to be that. a private investigator even... in Louisiana. That's what I want to be. I don't even like know why I didn't think in New Orleans. A struggling PI, but like still down and knows everybody. I think it's just because I hate the fucking weather down. Like I hated the weather I mean, growing Houston up in Houston. Is the same weather. That's what Who I'm saying. Oh, because yeah, so saying. that's like me leaving it's Boston. Like, maybe, I can't be maybe in the gray. I just was like, fuck. I hate like I don't get me wrong. I love if I if I could be from anywhere, I'd be from Houston. Obviously, it's it's my city, yeah. but. Fuck, dude, the weather there sucks. So I was yeah, thinking dude. about the weather of like, man, which weather would I rather be in? A lot of people don't like, they think Texas is like hot and deserty, but they don't know how no. humid when you go well, south. Well, Houston's the Bayou City. Yeah, and so like, my, even my girl's never been there. And she's like, oh, let's go this night. What's it like? Should we move there this night? I'm like, I mean, it's humid. And it's not humid like the islands where me and her grew oh, up no. where it's humid, but you get the ocean breeze. The Gulf doesn't breeze the same. And, and you're it's sticky. Hu- it's 108 every day in the summer, oh, yeah, and you're going horrible. through multiple T-shirts, and it's it's like glue, oh, and yeah. it's dope, but it's hard to breathe, and it's sticky. And Louisiana is the same shit, which I love. I love the the physical environment of of the bayou, even in Alabama, Texas, Louisiana. I love the visual. It's fucking. I, for it's, me, I like it. It's dark and, and and cool and mysterious, man. It really is. I mean, it's 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 it's. It's easy to get attracted to that. Yeah, and I mean, it it's, totally it's, it's is. very I different it. from where I grew up. It's so totally I different. I like it. But you like, know? it's even the cuisine is built around the that. The cuisine that is, is, is maybe like my some most of the best, dude. Oh, I would totally agree with that. No, the allure it, it, that first made me love it was the food. And then I like the people, I like the vibes. <laughs> um, but it is, yeah, it's the weather, dude. I mean, dude, I would have loved to have fucking been born in. In Venice, I know Venice, you. Venice, you know, yeah, Venice would've, is would've my. You really love that. I feel you, man. I, it's my favorite I, place in the world. Is Venice, I California. I used to want to be like when I was young, a skater in the East Coast. The dream is if you're a skater, you move to California because yeah, that's where the money is. You could skate full year round. And back when I was very little, actually, L.A. wasn't the spot. It was either Frisco or San Diego. But uh, you know, yeah, right, I just didn't right. make the move until I was in my thirties. I wanted to. I ended up staying in Boston, doing a bunch of crazy shit, then New York City for a long time, and that was it's still cool, a good skate scene there, though. I mean, it's great. It's just the weather, and, and so half the year you got to go to indoor skate parks or a parking garage. And when we were young, there was very few indoor skate parks. Now there's a lot of skate parks everywhere. I so think Houston has the biggest outdoor skate park in America. See, outdoor ones in the East Coast, yeah. you need the indoor ones because. You got to deal with that wintertime, dude. That shit is brutal. And that's why West Coast skaters, would, you know, it's like perfect conditions. The, the, oh, yeah. The All, weather doesn't destroy perfect. the ground. No, never. Uh, you can always film. And the East Coast, you have a smaller window of time to get good, do your thing, and you really just have to go and make the most. Of it. And the spots are, are rough. They're grinding. Oh, especially the down, streets. Like the being a street border and yeah. like in the East Coast. You it's just gotta, fucked, yeah, you dude. gotta suck it up and just be a little oh, more badass. Dude. Dude. I, I see those. Well, those street skaters on the East, like especially in like New York City, those are some gruff dudes, man. That's, that's my, that's my upbringing, yeah. you know. So. Oh yeah, I know that. You're those. Y'all had some rough terrain to skate on, man. Especially being everyone on top of your ass all the time. Yeah. There's no. There's. There's nothing. It's not like you can just go to the skate park like you can't no. just like whip, I don't whip on the board. Like you can't just whip either. on a boardwalk though or anything like no, that no. and be away and from everyone. Skate parks were only out of necessity when we were like like wintertime, rainy days. You would prefer to skate the streets. Totally. But that was still like they were shutting spots down, you know, security guards, cops, but you could still do it where a lot of spots in the East Coast, even in California, they've either skate proofed them. Or, or it's such a bust, you can't go, so they built more skate parks, which is cool, no doubt. I like that. Big, but it's not the same as street skating. No. Is, especially when it came to filming, and we were filming well, video Well, West Coast is definitely not as street skating as the East Coast. Street skaters, I mean, that's... 
street skating in East Coast definitely comes hand in and hand. And we were skating like every in every street like, streets, including like sketching you. on cars oh, and shit, yeah. doing fuck tricks yeah. on the parked cars in the middle of the road. Like all of my friends city, from the know? East Coast that skate are all street skaters, yeah, man. Yeah. They're all street skaters. It's just a different vibe because you're out yeah. there and we're dealing with like, you know, security guards, cops, crackheads, homeless people, dickheads on the street. You know, it's like shaking, <laughs> yeah, drugs, right? and you're competing with all that and skateboarding. Where it's not like in California, a lot of the cool schools and places people skate at are very secluded. So it's just you and the, and the other skaters. Oh, totally. Not man. always. There's definitely places like that, but it's nothing like. I feel like it's not as ruthless as it is there either, man. Like here oh, in yeah. Cali, everyone's like, like you can go to the boardwalk or, or go to the Venice skate park, and you can you can be as you know as amateur of a skater as possible, but you can still pop in the yeah. in the skate park and no one will fucking shoot you away and shit a lot like of that, that has man. to do with the times too like when we were younger skateboarding wasn't main i mean it was mainstream in like the 80s and then i got into it in the early 90s at like its lowest point where nobody skated it was like a shun thing and then the x games came and that still didn't make it popular and tony hawk came and that still didn't really make it popular and then the same time i'm kind of like getting out of skateboarding around like 2001 you were sponsored right just by shops though no couples <laughs> it's just, still pretty bad it was great but then, like, you were doing demos and whatnot. Yeah, oh, do skate and, contests, video parts. Because I've seen your fucking videos yeah, and shit. Getting free like shit. That. Yeah, man. But then, like, Fuck you know, a yeah. little later, like the, like the 2005, sixes, skateboarding, I don't know, like a lot of hip-hop artists, like Lil Wayne, dude, it was, it was made cool. It was acceptable. Totally. So every, and, now, and now there's more skate parks, and society accepted it more. It wasn't like these guys are just a bunch of outlaw bunch, weirdos, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, cats on the sideline. Causing a hoopla. Yeah. So it got accepted <laughs> more, which is cool. It took away the thing that we all grew up with, which was like, it's kind of like a harsh introduction to it. You got to be tough to stick with it. Oh, you need fuck to get yeah. Good. You get hazed a little, not hazed, but like you're not just loved and accepted and you've got to deal with the bullshit. Whereas like nowadays and even in the last 12, 15 years, skateboarding has gotten this chiller thing where you, like you said, you go to a skate park, everyone's a little chiller, more accepting. It's not as scary like it's friendly Dude, and I, I guess that's better still, overall there's though. still an anxiety like going to the skate park when you're like it's like because whenever i like i mean i'm a decent skater and what i do i mean I'm, I'm more of a cruiser than anything but you know yeah i can i can do your basic you know your basic tricks but if i'm going to the skate park you know i like to find just like a line and just kind of cruise that line yeah, yeah. i'm not going to be fucking doing no tray flips and shit like that so it's like whenever i go there and there's you know all the big skaters and they're all gathered around yeah. doing this crazy shit. Like, yeah, they're the ones doing tray flips. And yeah. I'm just like, dude, I'm just here to drop it and cruise around. dude. Like, like, dude when we were I'm young first do. starting and we would go to like these street spots. Yeah. There would be the, the bigger, older, really good dudes. And we were, in but they're still cool. And they don't think of well, anything. Back then, well, and I'm talking about now. Yeah. You know, back then they were like now. not cool to you, but now. you knew your place. You knew like, if you're not like you could, you could still go skate the same spots they were, but you're not as good, so you can't jump down as many stairs it's or the like, bigger ledge. But you gave them their space, and you also wanted to practice and do your shit over here yeah. to get better and not be you know, in the way or whatever. It's like being at the surf slowly, spot, dude. Yeah, slowly ease your way into being accepted more. And then when you get to that point where you're super good, then you have this little ego for a little while where you go places and you're like, no, get at you know you think you're cool. You get your time to shine, but so you, you can feel that. Like you get and, over that then too, yeah. and mature and be like, you know what? It's like I can't when be I, a dick to these dudes because I was that dude too. You totally. have to go over the hump. You it's know? like when I became a merch guy and I was like first learning. I was getting yeah. yelled at all the yeah. time, like ah oh, fuck. And then I became. I was like, all right now. And then now I'm like, ah, oh, 
Fuck, I feel like an old man doing it now. It's like, ah, dude, yeah. no, it's, it's cool now. And come once you on, get to there, on, then yeah. you kind of relax. <laughs> yeah, you ease yeah. up and you, you are more You're, understanding. You just realize. we it, all uh, had to go through that phase. A hundred percent, That learning man. curve is, is for everybody, dude. Unless you're an extreme prodigy. Skating was the coolest thing growing up, though, because we all fucking did it. Yeah. We all did it. I feel like maybe my generation was the last ones that did it. Because I don't, I, maybe that's a lie. I just don't see a lot of kids younger than me. I that do, are you got to really hang out here, this. dude. It's fucking Here's different than it is over. California, though. Yeah. Skateboarding's home. I mean, you still got. You know, your kids that are doing their skating thing. But I feel like now it's not like when I was outside, man, going out outside and skating. The whole neighborhood was outside. Every kid was skating, dude. See, when I started, it wasn't cool. It was like a fringe thing. It was only like the really because of the lowest point in skateboarding, 91. It was I like think. a mob mentality when I was coming See, up. See, yeah, man. dude, it wasn't cool. Like we got chased. We got yelled at, like, people fucking with you. It wasn't cool. And, yeah. and then once you're good at it and they see you ollie over, like, uh, fire hydrants and trash cans and They're jumping like, down rails, now dudes are like, oh, oh that's cool. And I chicks are like, this. oh, okay, I, I, I like this guy. He's <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. But when you're, like, a little skate grommet and you're beginning it, it looks whack. You're fucking totally. flipping tricks, like, two inches off the ground and you look like a goofball. So I love skating here, man. I can just fucking... Just cruise. Oh, just cruise and whip around people and just no cool. one's like, hey! Dude. Get the fuck fuck, you know, no one fucking does that. But That's in bad. Austin, Texas, people do that shit, you know. Texas you can't just be, like, whipping down the bike lane in Austin <laughs> by people walking, skating by, and they'll yeah. yell at your ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So are you going back to working with this country dude, Torres? Oh, yeah, man. He's great. Are you going to him for a long time. Are you looking forward to, now that tours are starting, are you looking forward to getting back out uh, on some, like, proper tours, like where you leave the state of Texas? Dude, or is Texas just good enough? Man, this guy is... Man, he treats me really well. He's steady work. He plays 150 shows a year, and he's been doing that for 20 years, man. I get to go home on the weekends. That's a big thing you can't do when you tour. Dude, I mean, why would I? It would be foolish for me to go. Don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. And you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I can never say that the opportunity won't ever arise to where it's like, hey, Kyle, uh, Thrice is going out, and they want you to. I'm like, ah, fuck. It's my favorite. Like, you know. I, I could probably get someone to fill in for me if I'm, that's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. But I can't ever say forever because who knows if what if I get that one gig to where yeah. I'm like, man, this is the the gig that I'm like, yeah, I've been craving this gig my whole fucking career. This is why I worked tirelessly, you know. Yeah, you who knows? Who knows? You got to keep man. your options wherever up, the wind blows me. But yeah. I, so far, it's blowing me with this dude for a while, dude. Do it, that dude. sounded fucking horrible. <laughs> Holy shit! That's hey. nature. Nature's sexual advances, dude. Yeah, don't. That's. Uh, yeah, the wind's but. trying to blow you, dude. Edit out or don't edit it out. Either way, it was funny as fuck. But yeah, <laughs> I if you know where my heart is, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Just get BJ's by the wind out here. Yeah, 